1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As we look back on a dramatic weekend in Scottish football Celtic dropped points for the first time in a while as they were held at Hibs That opened the door for Rangers to cut the gap at the top But they too were held this time at home to Motherwell There were big wins for Hearts, Livingston and Ross County And a share of the spoils for Aberdeen and Dundee United In front of none other than Sir Alex Ferguson Joining me tonight you've got Andy Halliday and Hugh Keevans What a bizarre day it was yesterday Yesterday, Ange Postacoglu assessed Celtic's performance at Easter Road like the two judges who assessed Josh Taylor's fight on Saturday night. All that was missing was a goal. Ange said, well, that's kind of the point of the exercise, is it not? And then Rangers got two goals of a start and still couldn't beat Motherwell at Ibrook. So a bad day for Celtic turned out to be an even worse day for Rangers. What's going on, Andy? I don't think I've done the show in... Seen that the both old firm teams drop points in one weekend and you know, I always feel like when you're chasing the top of the table, the opportunities don't come around very often. So, you know, it must have been a low point when Rangers lost well, got demolished off a of Celtic at Parkhead, but that one must have felt even worse. Oh one four one nine five one one oh two five. What did you make of it? It's a dramatic weekend, as Andy says. They don't both drop points on the same day very often. Got a funny feeling the Rangers one will sting fans a bit more given the way it played out, the nature of the fixture. The opportunity that presented itself So whatever is on your mind from the weekend Now's the time to share it 01419511025 I think we've covered it all in the headlines Hugh, anything else doing the rounds today? Any other Scottish football headlines Worthy of even five seconds of our time? Two draws, two Can't disasters think of any. That's the way it works uh, A draw is a disaster, a defeat's a catastrophe Two disasters yesterday now I'm looking through some of the news websites What is the Russia expelled from the World Cup? Now that won't do And Andy Halliday delighted to sign a two-year contract extension with her. How could we have missed it? Well, you see, he's a utility player. You need utility players. <laughs> they don't go on the pitch, but you need them. There's a, a jack of all <laughs> trades, master, something like that. Anyway, Sounds it's, familiar. It's good to have you with your new. I can't, I, uh, more importantly, Hugh, before we get any further, a new two-year deal. What's he brought? What's he brought for us? We've done um, nothing but talk him up on this show for the last year. No, no, Clearly no. played a part in getting the two-year extension. How does he thank us? Well, he's already thanked me by. Agreeing to come to a charity do for me So I'll hear not a word against the man That's you as president And you'll get one when I get my Clyde One contract Right, so. I look forward to it Anyway, <laughs> you happy to get that all sorted? Yeah, delighted uh, you know, Negotiations sort of started in January And to be honest, they were pretty swift But uh, it was more important that we got there We had eight games in 24 days So I was more focused on you know Focusing on the games Getting that out the road And then just putting pen to paper So delighted to secure my future at a a brilliant football club with big ambition. Good on you. We'll elaborate more a bit later on, I'm sure. But you're not you're not that important. You're not five past six. No, important. no, definitely you're not. Twenty past seven. We'll have a think about it. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's hear from you lot out there. What did you make of yesterday? Before we go any further, you've got some awards to dish out. Oh. Result of the weekend. I've got to give it to Motherwell. The well, the equal of Borussia Dortmund. They got a two-two draw at Quite right. I like your thinking. And that for me means that Motherwell would be top three in the Bundesliga. Go on then, are you going to surprise me? Are you going no, for the predictable? absolutely not oh. It's got to be a jambos It's got to be I think it was a massive result for us at the Goodness. weekend A run of three successive defeats And then St Mirren, you've got to say Had put a good run together And were, were breathing down their necks So it was important to 
Give us that bit of daily again. At least you've justified it But you and Mar- Marvin Bartley Are getting very predictable At picking your own teams But at least you have justified it uh, Goal of the weekend Well you see Robson and Jerome Have to go in the proper <laughs> order here Because we're doing it In a, a unique way So I'll hand over to the utility man I will go here. with The biggest surprise of the season Reagan Charles Cook And I'll go with his first goal Great goal Cut inside his He's favoured right foot and whipped into the far corner. That was a good strike. I oh, know it's coming here then. I'm going You're for the second, second goal, oh, yeah. 13 goals uh, in the league this season. Uh, magnificent. I read a quote from Malcolm Kai's assistant, Don Cowie, saying, We hope to have Regan Charles Cook here next season. Not a chance. Good luck. Uh, well, you know what? At least your uh, other goal scorers are available, but you've picked some good choices there. Howler of the weekend. Now you've got. I think you've got good choices here. Yeah. I don't think the refs were brilliant as always. I don't think the strikers were brilliant. Goalies were at it. Defenses. I'm going for Rangers. Eleven points mm-hmm. dropped out of twenty-four since the winter break ended. That's poor, poor form. Yeah, I don't think we can argue too much Your howler of the weekend I don't think you can argue with mine either I'm oh, Is that going to be with... the penalty That St Mirren didn't get That would have changed no, the course of No, absolutely not No penalty I'm going to go with Mark McGee And his Dundee side mm. Unacceptable to lose your first game You'd expect a reaction And not only that It was a 4-0 home defeat to Livingston And he's not long back into Scottish football Before he's a mobile phone meme again I know, honestly Get the mobile phones away from that guy Anyway, 01419511025 Rangers fans how are you feeling after yesterday? It had all the promise It was all set up Celtic had opened the door All you had to do Was sweep Motherwell aside And you were 2-0 up After 24 minutes Where on earth Did it go wrong? Celtic fans What about your performance yesterday? Was it a bit flat? Any concerns? Or was it just a A bad day at the office? And anything else you think We've missed If there are any Hearts fans Daft enough out there To wax lyrical about Andy Halliday's new contract We might even find time for you As well 01419511 1025. Let's kick off by setting the scene Hearing from Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Rangers fans Talk to us please about yesterday He says they should have been more clinical He says it's disappointing They let Motherwell back in After an impressive first half Well very disappointed I think we started the game really well Could have won the game already in the first half With all the chances we created Only score two um, yeah, second half you, you want to continue um, the, the same way of playing uh, Which we did Try to to uh, to go for the three nil, but uh, yeah, one one mistake, one last ball in our own half, and a transition moment with their speed, they finished it off really well, and uh, it was two one. So you know, Motherwell get uh, back in the game, they got the belief back to um, um, to get a good result. After that, we were pushing for the three one, and then one one chance they got after that, they scored uh, the equalizer and. Uh, you know, we couldn't go um, after that. We 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 pushed for the for the third goal. I think we had some chances to do that, but in the end, we uh, we fell short. It was quite the missed opportunity, Hugh, and that's yeah. probably an understatement. It is an understatement. You know, when the the final result came in from Easter Road, I can imagine that Ibrox was bouncing, and when Rangers then went two goals up after twenty five minutes, Ibrox was convinced. That the the deficit between Celtic and Rangers was being cut to one point. I'm afraid you can have all the conversations you like about potential offside, the need for VAR. Two up, 25 minutes played, and did not see it through. That's a bad day at the office for Rangers. And they sum up the scale of the disappointment that everyone connected with Rangers will feel after the the overall events of yesterday. 
Yeah, they'll be they'll be they'll be sick. I mean, it's it's like I said when you're when you're chasing the the top of the table, you don't get many opportunities. I think Celtic, I can't remember the exact number, but Celtic put on a run together what 12, 13, 14 league wins in a row, and they finally let slip in an early kick off against Hibs. And, and like you says, you thought that Rangers would come at the traps for uh, flying, and to be fair to them, they did. But uh, that word that that Giovanni Van Bronckhorst used is clinical, and and after that, Motherwell could only sort of what was it three shots to to on target. But such as Rangers sort of leakiness, shall we say, throughout the season. That's 24 league goals conceded. It's, it's, it's far too much and, and they got what they deserved in the end because they never put the chances away. Let's go to the phones then and get a flavour of how you lot feel about events yesterday. 01419511025. Thomas is a Rangers fan. How would you sum up your feelings after yesterday, Thomas? We'll just get Thomas back Let's bring in William They're both hanging on the line William, same question to you How were you feeling at full time yesterday? Yeah, hello Gordon, Andy and Shoot Hello uh, Yeah, not too good uh, What it is, right I'm going to put the, the scatter gun out The old scatter gun I know Andy's not going to be pleased But Three times he's coasted this this year And, and it's, six, it's a six point swing We're three points behind We could be three points I'm talking about Alan McGregor, right I love the man, right But He's making he's making too many mistakes. If you analyse their two goals yesterday, right, the boy swung the boy swung the close the, the ball across the box, right. He's actually watching it. Him and Golson. There's a lot of defending today, right. I'm not just blaming him, but he's watching he's watching the ball go right past him, right, and it's it's not good enough. And the second goal, I thought it went through his legs. It actually went beside him. So that's that game. You'll go. The Hearts game, we came to the coach, it's not good enough. In Ross County, that was just that was just a nightmare. I know it's Andy's power, and I know he's going to defend them, but you can't defend the indefensible, you know what I mean? I just want the, 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 the panel to go on, Andy. That. Defend well, yourself. Uh, let's see. Let's see what he's got. No, listen, I, I, I'm, I'm here to be honest, and uh, I don't think Alan McGregor's been his, his brilliant best that he's been over, over the years for Rangers, and I think it's more, you know, you look back at the amount of points he's sort of won the side over uh, the, the course of a season, and, and Williams, right, you know, the the, the, the cross that came in for uh, our goal at Hearts at Ibrox at the start of the season, Ross County, I suppose, the cross that leads to a goal. For me, though, at the weekend, I think the first goal's harsh to, to blame Alan McGregor. You know, centre-halves are always top when the ball's out wide, you need to defend your front post. So I think Conor Golson will look at himself and realise that he should defend that better. Obviously, Lundstrom gets burned for pace with, with Willery, and uh, that's obviously a mistake on his part as well, losing the ball in the, the build-up for that. But the second goal, I do believe he should do better. Um, I think you're just more accustomed to seeing Alan McGregor make the types of save. And, and like, you, uh, like I said earlier, Motherwell only mustered two shots on target. Usually, uh, an Alan McGregor manages to save one or two of them, and... Uh, but again, the second goal, yeah, he certainly can do better. For, but for me, again, Connor Golston and James Tavenier have to do better as well. Not strong enough in the tackle, uh, and allow Willery well, to get on his left foot to score. We looked at the the goal again in the newsroom before the program started, and I, and I said to Andy, "Time, those two should have done better before it gets to the goalkeeper." Uh, I'm not saying that uh, McGregor covered himself in glory. Uh, he should have done better with the final shot. Is John McLaughlin? An upgrade mm. on Alan McGregor And that's the question that Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Has to ask himself And I thought Van Bronckhurst's defence of the goalkeeper Was very robust He wasn't having it That it was Alan McGregor's yeah. fault So that is the question Do you put in John McLaughlin Do you believe that he's a better goalkeeper Than Alan McGregor And that's the question for you William Answer the question William What do you think? Because that, that is the choice It's alright saying 
You know, you're unhappy with Alan McGregor yesterday. Is it time to play John McLaughlin ahead of him? Is he is he good enough for that? Well, I agree with you. He, he isn't. He, he isn't an upgrade. Alan McGregor is is the best keeper, but he's he's making he's making too many mistakes. Look at look at across the city, right? They're on the slide. Everybody can see their legs are going right, but we're not helping ourselves. We're not capitalising on their mistakes, you know. But McGregor, there was a point yesterday about the Celtic game, right? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking he should have see the two Hatati shots. I think he should have saved the two of them. Maybe I'm going a wee bit too far, but Celtic were well on top in that game. I don't think it would have mattered anyway. But no, she's right. Uh, Al McGregor is the best keeper. Is the best keeper we've got. But he's ma- he's making too many mistakes. Yeah. To be fair, the relevant question, Andy, is not who's a better goalkeeper. It's who's better right now. That that yeah. that's the question. Yeah, I'm sure that will be a uh, in Giovanni Van Bronckhorst thought process. To be fair to John McLaughlin, any time he's been called upon, he's done well. Uh, but I think everyone can agree that, that Alan McGregor is the better goalkeeper. Is he in his best form right now? No. But um, yeah, uh, that, that's certainly going to be a difficult decision that just you to, will have to make. Just to go back to that Rangers Celtic or Celtic Rangers game as it was, uh, I, I don't agree with William that uh, Hatati's goals were as a result of goalkeeping mistakes I think they were uh, as a result of terrific play by Hatati and I would also remind William that in that first half the saves that Alan McGregor made Celtic could have given at half time that night winning 5-0 I knew we would get something along those lines the debate's been raging on social media already uh, since full time yesterday so thanks to William for giving us one side what about Thomas let's bring in Thomas as a Rangers fan are you on the McGregor out bandwagon Thomas or are you defending the keeper? Good evening Gordon uh, well I'm not on to castigate Alan McGregor and the way most of my fellow supporters I imagine would I was on um, last season when Rangers were playing well and our defence was allegedly sound and time again I had phoned and said that our defence suspect I know we only conceded 12 goals Alan McGregor was our player of the year and if our defence was that good why is he player of the year? Alan saved I would say 15 at least certain goals last season that he had no right to save. So if you say that even half the goals, say 20 goals that he saved, half of them did go in, there's another 10 goals we've lost. Alan McGregor bailed out that defence last season. What's happened this season is McGregor is not in the form he was last season. There has been a dip in form of that, there's no doubt. But the problem is the defence is now getting found out for what it is because too many because that's patronising the opposition but there's too many soft goals getting lost you're looking at the position where you're 3-2 up in Ross County and you're getting pulled back before it gets to McGregor and before he gets to make the mistakes that he has made the defence should be cutting out these balls and I think what's happened with McGregor's dip in form is that Conor Goldson is not the centre half he thinks he is he was found out last season I felt you know, he was good and strong in the air but Again, schoolboy mistakes he wouldn't be prone to, but Alan would bail him out. This season, I mean, even in the Dortmund game, was it the second goal? Where I don't know what he was trying to do, but again, you know, a goal that should have been prevented, and he's been found out again. You're now looking at the position where we've spent £2.5 million on Aaron Ramsey to be sitting in the stand with the season ticket holders, and you've a centre-half that we could have had for half a million in John Suter. Hindsight's twenty twenty, and I know that, but you're just wondering, I would rather be having John Suter on park than Aaron Ramsey sitting in the stand. Yeah, I'm not sure if that fee does actually reach two and a half million, but I get the the theory behind it. Obviously, he's not contributing in a meaningful way at the moment. Um, Andy, 
How do you analyse the defence? Because it does seem like teams don't need a lot of chances to score yeah, against I, Rangers. I, I, Motherwell hit, and by the way, if you if you keep robbing us of that third shot on target, that was a very memorable one yeah. straight at Alan McGregor. I apologise. Um, but yeah, your three shots yeah. on target. Dundee United hardly had any. Yeah, I agree. With, I, I agree with some of uh, Thomas's points, but I disagree with some as well. Rangers were a great defensive unit last year, and defensively, uh, uh, as individuals, they were they were excellent. And you look at this season. I know we've, we've just spoke about Alan McGregor's form, but. Calvin Bassey's made individual errors Connor Golson's made individual errors James Tavernier's made individual errors Bona Barisic has, has made multiple So I think it's been a As a collective it's not been good enough You look at Connor Golson's mistake against uh, Borussia Dortmund even even last week And thankfully they never got punished for that That's mistakes we, we weren't accustomed to seeing in Rangers last year But what people seem to forget Is it just shows how big a miss Phil Hollander's been I think no one can disagree that Phil Hollander And Connor Golson's Rangers best centre half pairing And I think they've played together could probably mm. count on one hand how many times they've played together this year. Where is he then? I mean, is he I, not? I, do you know what? It's a strange one to me because I, I remember you seeing the pictures and the videos and running uh, maybe six weeks ago. Played against Annan. He was training, played against Annan. And since then, I, I don't know if Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has came in and maybe, I don't know, maybe he doesn't fancy mm. him as much. He, he feels as if Calvin Bass has done well at centre half, but for me, he's a left back. Thomas, let's take the goalkeeper, put it to one side for a second. What about the, the bigger picture, the missed opportunity? The dropping points again, the, the, the situation at the top of the table. How are you feeling about it all at the moment? Uh, if I'm honest, I'm feeling anxious because that was when I was going to Ibrox yesterday um, after the Dortmund result and on the back of a, the Celtic dropping points. I was beginning to think if Carlsberg made four days between Thursday and Sunday, then this was it. Uh, when we went to nothing up in 20 odd minutes, I, I didn't see the collapse coming. And I know. I heard Gio saying that, you know, we weren't clinical, we weren't taking chances. But the bottom line is, we have scored two goals. We're 2-0 we're in front uh, at half-time. So that should be enough at Ibrox with 50,000 behind you. Even if you are missing chances, you've taken two of them to hold on. And my big worry is, as I said, the defence. And without, if, if Alan McGregor continues his dip in form, um, my concern is that defence, you know, as Andy said, Barisic has already been dropped for numerous mistakes. I feel, I still feel that Conor Goldson is not the centre half he thinks he is. Thomas sums that up quite well, Hugh, about the context of yesterday. Anytime Rangers or Celtic drop points, it's a big drama. You've got a good phrase for it, particularly at home. But this comes hot on the heels of Dortmund. Yeah. You're on cloud nine on Thursday night, Friday morning, into Saturday. You then go 2 0 up. Yeah. And Celtic have done what, what they did earlier on. So all of those things makes that draw feel. Much worse than, than many other draws Yeah as I say the, It started off as a bad day for Celtic And it ended up as an even worse day for Rangers Because they Looked at the gift horse right in the mouth And Thomas's point is uh, The most valid of all You've got half a game In which to defend a two goal lead mm. And we go on about game management Half a game And they didn't see out that game And it's a An embarrassing Draw for them On the back of the Celtic result Thank you Thomas 01419511025 Get your calls in We'll speak to you next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Andy Halliday are here It's 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB I mean Brad is on Andy Jackson is on They're all wanting congratulations For Andy Something about a new two year contract But I've told them 
He's not important enough for the first hour We'll maybe get to it a bit later on Because it deserves spoken about Just not right now uh, Is that, that fair, Hugh Keevans? Yeah, I would say so yeah. Alright, 01419511025 Let's hear from you on the phones, please uh, Brian is a Rangers fan What's your take on yesterday, Brian? I've got a couple of points But my main point is I think Hugh Keevans has been a wee bit disrespectful To say that Rangers' result was embarrassing They had a tough game on Thursday I respect if it's up 2-9 Give Waddle some credit They come back and score two goals Alright, gifts But it's not an embarrassing to you Because They're still three points behind Celtic Why were the crowd Why were the crowd booing at the end then? Well, it's up to them I can't kind of speak for the crowd But It's not an embarrassing result It's Waddle I think it's I think it's a mother will side who had gone to Ibrox not having won a game this year, who, who haven't won at Ibrox for 25 years, who were two goals down after 25 minutes. In the minutes. league, I think you'll find in the league, yeah. you've got to qualify that. So I, I think that the, the, the supporters who come on here yesterday, immediately after the game, spoke of being devastated, etc. etc. I think it is embarrassing at home against uh, a team if you're two up after 25 mm. minutes. And you've got half a game to negotiate And you don't get there How would you sum it up Brian? I think well, When you see Hugh said half a game It was the quarters of the game still to go They go for two and a half and 24 minutes And my book, that makes three The quarters of the game to go But that's me Yeah but that's the bit that Hugh's saying is embarrassing It's not It's not solely the fact that Motherwell got a point I, I wouldn't let him uh, Disrespect Motherwell quite that much But he's talking about from a position of 2-0 up After 24 minutes as you say At home to Motherwell Lose, uh, drawing from there He feels is embarrassing If you disagree Fine How would you sum it up? Well I think he's, uh, Maybe Gio made too many changes Because I don't know why, what value he was got for After his performance In the second half Against Bruce Adornment uh, Because uh, uh, If I've seen him On the, uh, the Subdivision I thought My goodness Here's John Lewis Playing Center half the reason we have conceded a lot of goals Is we've not got a settled but back ha- But having made the changes That Giovanni Van Brockhurst made Rangers then went into a two goal lead After 25 minutes So the changes at that point Were perfectly adequate Well, yeah, they, they, uh, they, I think they only made one change From the, the game against Starting Dortmund them, yeah. Obviously Balogun uh, had played the end of the game I think you know, some Rangers fans were a bit disgruntled That a lack of changes more than anything When the game went 2-1 and, and there was that sort of shaky 10-15 minute period But I've got to say, you look at the bench at who's going to come on to, to, to impact the game and Ryan Kemp is on form, Alfredo Morelos is in form and that's to me is probably the more worrying thing. We've, we've talked about uh, you know the Aberdeen games and, and games Dundee United at the start of the season where Rangers have dropped points when you're looking for more from Alfredo Morelos, more from Ryan Kent. These players are, are actually on form at the mm. moment and I, I remember being on the show last year when Rangers were 15 to 17 to 20 points at the top of the table and week after week between I think it was January and the middle of February we were saying Rangers aren't playing well But you know what Sign a champions Because they're getting it out Rangers is actually dropping points Right now when they're playing well Is that more worrying? Uh, for, me, for me it is Because I, I look at um, Ross County for periods of the game They were, they were great But you know Calvin Bassey's mistake Alan McGregor's mistakes That we, uh, we spoke about Second half against Dundee United was the, was the Alamo for 45 minutes And then for the first half Of the game on uh, yesterday I would go as far as saying It's one of the best I've seen In Rangers in the league this year but then, of course, the, the, the second half is completely different. And credit to Graham Alexander Motherwell makes three changes at half time, uh, goes with a, a sort of higher line, tries to put more pressure on the Rangers back four, puts Jordan Roberts on because we know he's pace up front to, to try and stretch the game and get in behind as a threat. But Rangers paid for their missed chances in the first half and showed uh, too many errors that we've seen this season. Things just 
swing so quickly. There are numerous examples. You know, um, you mentioned Ryan Kent. Everyone's talking about Thursday night and, and how he's in brilliant form and it's tw- two games and they're always ripped Dortmund apart. Um, but as of Sunday, I now see people saying, "Oh, well, hold on a minute, he's only scored two league goals this season. It's not enough from him." John Lundstrom, oh, how great is it that he can slot in at the back? Even when the teams were announced yesterday, we had feedback on the show and, and tweets and comments from the guys saying. Yeah, do you know what? That that that's a good idea. That that's a good way of doing it at home to Motherwell. But now after the game, obviously hindsight helps you out there. What did you make of that decision to play him there? I do think it's completely different to play centre half in a back three than a than a, a back four to a natural centre half pairings. I, I myself, I'm never a centre half in a million years either. As John Lundstrom, but I've played the centre half in a back three, and it is different. You've got two other centre halves who can cover you, any balls in behind it. You've got the three that can slide across, and a back four. I've played once. I don't know where I was in the pitch honestly it, it is completely different and then that, that's what I'm talking about I, I do feel as if that was in Graham Alexander's mind why he's brought Jordan Roberts onto the pitch and played him up front and Kane Woolery higher up the field than, than he played in the first 45 minutes because he always feels if he got one of them isolated against John Lundstrom it would cause Rangers a problem So what from yesterday comes back on the manager then because he got loads of praise for his changes and his tactics on Thursday and he deserved it and he got the praise and again we speak about how quickly things change in Scottish yeah. football In all honesty I, I, I wouldn't put a lot of the blame on Giovanni Van Bronckhorst yesterday because like I said Rangers had more than enough chances to win three games of football and then I, again like I says, I know people were asking for changes at, uh, at 2-1 I don't know who you bring off I really don't uh, People say Kamar Roof But you're not bringing Alfredo Morelos off Are you playing uh, Are you playing uh, Kamar Roof wide right For me no Because you don't get the same effect Are you playing them in the number 10 No Can you change I think it a more drastically well. I, I don't know A Scott Arfield off at that point is... Potentially But And, and then and then, I always what? think you can then Lose control of the game When you take off a centre midfield For a striker When you're 2-1 up I do feel okay. as if that I've got another name for you then on that If this then leads us to talk about other issues Bigger issues Where is Ahmad Diallo Who arrived to much fanfare if, yeah. can, can he not come on And make a positive impact Against Motherwell We've not even got Taron Ramsey yet But fair enough If he's injured He's injured I think There was so much excitement Over that That, uh, that signing And quite rightly so You see, you look at his CV The fact that Man U scouts have, have watched him Over a period of time And realised That's a boy We want to spend 37 million on Then the signing Was really really exciting For Rangers And after 5 minutes Against Ross County You're thinking This boy could really Really turn it up In this league but the fact of the matter is he's not sure enough. You know, it, it was the same scenario against Dundee United to come on and, and try and impact the game. Never done enough. He had one opportunity where he can square it for a tap and never done it. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst watches him every single day. He's obviously watching Ryan Kent uh, uh, on form just now. And see, it'd be fair to Sakala. I actually thought Sakala was quite harsh on he him to come well, off. I thought he scored. I thought he was always dangerous. And that's what Fashion Sakala's done. When Fashion Sakala's had the jersey for Rangers, whether it's coming in once a week, once every three weeks, He's performed and he's done well. If Rangers win 2 nothing yesterday, no one mentions Diallo and no one mentions Aaron Ramsey either. But they didn't. And for the second Sunday in a row, they, they, they dropped two points. Uh, so therefore, Ramsey and Diallo come back into the conversation because people are saying, I don't know how much it costs to get Aaron Ramsey to Rangers, but it, it won't have been cheap. And it will not have been cheap to get Diallo to Rangers from Manchester United. But at the moment... It doesn't look as clever an idea as it did two weeks ago. Uh, we just lost Brian, uh, but I'll, I'll quickly kind of paraphrase. I know, I know roughly what his, his point was going to be. Obviously, I've got the screen in front of me. He was getting towards, you know, it's, it's, it's just a draw. It's, it's one draw. It's, that, that's no big deal. But but it's not, is it? That's f- Four. Out, out of the last yeah. eight league games, Three Rangers have dropped points in five of them. Yep. 
it's, it's obviously not championship winning form, form is it's it? poor form uh, you know four, four, uh, four away games in that where they've dropped points and then obviously a uh, uh, two points dropped at, uh, at home to Motherwell and like I says you won't get that, that many opportunities and I think if they win the game yesterday it's a point and Celtic go to a team that they've dropped five points against already this season in Livingston a couple of weeks later it's then the old firm at Ibrooks. And, and I think that's a sort of momentum that Rangers will try and build on but for now and let's face it we're saying three points is effectively four as the, as the goal difference stands so it's a real missed opportunity Andy, for Rangers you, you've lived in this city all your life you know how it works Thursday night after the Borussia Dortmund event at Ibrooks, greatest things in sliced bread Sunday hmm. they're all hopeless He's lived here all, Don't forget that we spell in Azerbaijan We temporarily <laughs> didn't, didn't live here but, <laughs> Even though I've tried For the last five years uh, Let's bring in Dale Who's a, a Celtic fan <laughs> How do you feel after yesterday Overall Dale or, or, or how much Did the Ranger results Soften the blow for you? First of all um, Hi Hugh Hi Gordon um, Hi Andy Hello, um, um, It wasn't a case to soften the blow I mean for the first time you predicted something right um, as soon as Celtic uh, <laughs> do nothing each I turned off TV turned off the radio and I took the dog out for a walk <laughs> You missed a great show I must say we, 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 were, we were brilliant um, but wh- wh- where did it go wrong for your team then if if that's the, the mood it left you in Where it went wrong for me was uh, the criticism of um, Maeda um, like on social media and stuff Like I, I don't do socials or anything like that But I thought it was completely It was untoward the fact that All jumping on the back of He didn't deliver He wasn't Giacomacchus But I mean at the end of the day We're a deplenished team And we're doing the best that we can And In the back of our result Surely Surely Rangers should have delivered and they didn't and obviously the manager took took flight for that but I just don't get why our players are under criticism from their own fans Well that's very easy to understand for me Dale uh, since the 4 nothing win over Motherwell I, I think Celtic's performance levels have dropped uh, even against Wraith Rovers in the Scottish Cup it wasn't great uh, I said yesterday on the programme While you were out walking the dog That I think Celtic zip has gone uh, They were phenomenal In a period of time When they were beating Rangers Going to Pataudry and winning there Beating Hearts at Tynecastle They had a terrific run And the, the, the football they played Was breathtaking at times That's gone momentarily The zip has gone and with regard to Maeda, uh, I feel sorry for him because Furuhashi, who is the number one man, is out long term. Giacomacus, a, a week after scoring a hat-trick against Dundee, is ill and can play no part in the game against Hibs. Maeda's five feet seven and getting crosses slung in from either side that he's never ever going to get. And for me, is not a natural number nine and never will be. And that's a concern for Celtic going forward St Mirren on Wednesday night Livingston on Sunday Unless Giacomacchus gets back They lack that focal point At a time when Jota's going off the boil Abada's going off the boil Hatati's going off the boil O'Reilly's going off the boil All at the same time 
Yeah, I've got to agree. Uh, you know, you look at Celtic's performances in, in recent weeks, you know, Aberdeen up at Pitodre, Dundee United at home. Obviously, the Hibs game yesterday, Dundee last week. Uh, you've got. I, I think it's fair to say they've probably rode their luck a wee bit at times. They've showed some, you know, fantastic periods throughout the season, some scintillating football, the intensity that's been increased under uh, under Ange Postecoglou. But like we spoke about with Rangers last year, they're grinding out results when it mattered. Yesterday was a bit different. I thought it was flat from the get go. I don't think there was many periods where you've seen signs of what Ange Postecoglou Celtic side have been this year. Uh, and to be fair, I, I feel as if you know Dyson Mieda was a bit ineffective yesterday, but. I would have probably said the same thing about Jack Marcus after watching him a few times towards the start of the season and then over the last few weeks he's, he's really turned up the form Thank you Dale 01419511025 It was a big day at the top of the table It could have been a bigger day for this but we got some on the board Clyde One Super Scoreboard Golden Goals So no goals for Celtic in Edinburgh Rangers managed two Which means we're now sitting at exactly £15,000 On the Golden Goals Remember every time Celtic or Rangers score We add at least £250 into the jackpot And one of you will win every single penny Come the end of the season If you fancy that And why wouldn't you Go and text GOAL to 61025 That's G-O-A-L To 61025 Remember this is European football, Premiership football, Scottish Cup Every time they score We add at least £250 to the pot So that'll be a huge cash amount by the end of the season It's £2 to text Plus your standard message rate Over 18s only Full terms and online entry are at Clyde1.com And the lines do close 6pm Saturday the 21st of May So that is goal to 61025 01419511025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Andy Halliday are here It's 01419511025 We're reflecting on a big afternoon of Premiership football yesterday Celtic drew at Easter Road Here's what Ange Postacoglu made of it We're talking about you know, an opposition whose main role is to try and stop you um, A pitch that's not Conducive for moving the ball quickly. Um, within that, play, my, you know, the players were still brave. They were still, you know, passing into the right areas. We still got into the right areas. Um, I get it. We didn't win, so the world's collapsed. I understand that. We'll 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 manage that in the next couple of days. But from my perspective, obviously, when you come away from home and you dominate an opposition in traditionally a, a, a tough venue, um, when you don't get the win, you're disappointed because. I think our play deserved a win. Yeah. I, I don't think I said last week that anything was done and dusted. I mean, again, that's the commentary that's been run outside of me. I've, I've said all along, whether we were six points behind or three points ahead, that we're just going to run our own race and, and keep doing and, and doing what we've been doing to get us into this position. And, you know, we're, we're going to keep doing that till the end of the year. James is a Celtic fan from Canvas Lang. Listening to the manager there, James, what are you making of your team at the moment? Um, I think I think the, the the one thing that I've noticed is the, the tiredness levels. I think um, Celtic and Rangers have both played since the resume resume back in January, mid January. They've played Sun well week midweek Sunday, midweek Sunday. Um, you know, over fourteen days. If you're doing a Sunday Wednesday or Sunday Thursday, then the next weekend in the midweek, you're playing five games in fourteen days, and Andy will tell you that that's. That's not sustainable, and especially, you know, doing that for now, well, nearly two months. So, mm. I think it's understandable. You know, Rangers levels probably dropped in the second half. Only seen the highlights um, in the, another TV show, uh, obviously. Um, 
looking at Celtic, I just think it. I think been out of Europe now. Don't get wrong, we've got a midweek game. We go again in, against St Mirren, um, and then they've got another weekend of a tricky trip to Livingston. But having that midweek rest before the cup game, that'll do the world a good. Ange could potentially give the players, you know, a day off. I know he doesn't want to rest, but they might need it. Um, I just think I think it's just tiredness, and I'll you know, you, you've got to manage the squad. James, I'll tell you where I disagree with you. Ange Postecoglou picked a team in Norway. To win a game in Edinburgh He left out the big hitters Against Bodo And made seven changes To the team for Easter Road He brought back all the big hitters So the vast majority of the team Didn't have a game in the Arctic Circle Before they went to Edinburgh And also Ange Postacoglu Had a, a big bench At Easter Road yesterday And he took one player off it He replaced Tom Rogic with Matt O'Reilly And he didn't make any other changes So if tiredness, fatigue Call it what you will Was a problem That's when you should utilise your bench better So I'm afraid that the, the tiredness argument Doesn't stand up In connection with yesterday's game yeah, I, I suppose these boys have still travelled You know, yes they did get a rest midweek But they were trained hard for the match I'm sure Andrew would have wanted to have won Despite, you know, myself included A lot of Celtic fans wanting to concentrate in the league this season But these boys would have still trained for the Bordeaux game They would have still prepared themselves for the game And some did come on at half time And a couple come on at half time And uh, I can't remember the substitution in the second half so these boys have had to travel to Norway and delays, etc. All the fans and delays as well. No, nah, you're, you're, you're trying too hard, James. I mean, if they'd been left behind in Glasgow, they'd had to have trained. You know, Ange Postecoglou wouldn't have left them behind and said, right, just put your feet up for two days till we get back. And, you know, they, they came back in a plane, didn't walk back. Uh, so he, he made seven changes, brought seven faces in yesterday, the, the, the main hitters. And he also failed to utilise the bench. He took one player off the bench. So in terms of yesterday's match, tiredness and fatigue were not an issue. He picked a team in Norway to win the game in Edinburgh and he didn't win it. I think, you know, mental fatigue can sometimes play a part, but that's why January was so important for Celtic. And I think they strengthened for the likes of the run into when these midweek games were going to come. So yeah, I've got to side with you in the fact that Celtic squad, they've got plenty of strength there. Uh, you know, the likes of Rogic's out, O'Reilly comes in. If Abada's out, Forrest comes in. Obviously, Kyogo and Jakimakis are out, and they've still got a striker that they've just bought in, in Maeda. So they've got plenty of strength and depth. I think it's just every team goes through a lull or a blip throughout the season. I think Celtic's mm. ones probably came just now, uh, other, uh, out with the, the first couple of games of the season. And I mean, it is the but first drop points in a while. I, I get the, yeah. you know, the point that the, the performance level Well, that's maybe what I was going to say. The more important factor for Celtic is they've still picked up three points in the majority of their games. Uh, you know, Hibs yesterday was the first uh, time they've dropped points in a long, long time. But you still look at it. Hibs mm. had zero shots and targets. Celtic were still fairly comfortable. There's but no crime. Forward, it, it just wasn't the same intensity. No crime in going off the ball, off the boil. Uh, and it's just a fact that in recent weeks, mm. they've gone off the boil. Agree to disagree, James. Thank you very much. Let's bring in Graham, who's a Rangers fan in South Queensferry. What's on your mind tonight, Graham? How are you feeling after yesterday? Well, obviously I'm upset that we didn't get a win, but I've heard and read a lot of criticism of Rangers in the last few weeks, and I think our performance levels have been okay. Um, and my, my major concern is, 
everybody's talking about this £40 million jackpot by winning this league. But we need to have competent referees to be able to... Uh, the, the leadership in this division wouldn't be as it is today if Bobby Madden had given the penalty and, and obviously been converted at Dundee United. That's an abomination of a decision from a referee who's just not fit to referee in this division. Oh, it's been and a bit harsh. I mean, he did get accused of being your best pal yeah. on the show once, so you, 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 you would back him up. Apparently, I babysit his kids. Um, that that might have been me, sorry. That might have been my fault. I, um, I, I, for me, I'm afraid that's the, the, the last act of the desperate man. Let's just blame, blame the referee for it. You know, 11 points have been dropped out of 24. Uh, Rangers have gone off the boil in uh, the manner in which Celtic have gone off the boil and they've dropped careless points. Drop more points than Celtic have uh, So it, it can't always be The fault of a referee How do we How do you calculate this stuff though Graham? Because you've, you know, you've picked one example of a decision That to be fair most people agree uh, you know, Went against Rangers But I assume you've not factored in the decisions That went for Rangers And that's before we even get to the fact That these are all subjective matters anyway And you know, we can't really present them as fact well, Kent's been sent off in Aberdeen when he's not even touched Brown. That's one decision. Now, the referee was stood down for that. What what really concerns me, there's a product. Scottish football's a product, and Scottish football's a business. And what we've got is the paying customer doesn't get any accountability from these individuals that are incompetent. They don't need to answer for the fact that they're damaging that product. Again, this is this kind of linked to that point. We only want to ask them about bad decisions. That that that's kind of why they want to hide away from it. Which, right or wrong, fair enough. You you maybe have an argument, but you you're only mentioning times that, in your eyes, decisions have gone against Rangers. You say essentially you're saying Rangers would be top or would be closer if it wasn't for referees. But you've not mentioned any decisions that maybe went against Rangers that shouldn't have. Well, yesterday, the Motherwell second goal, the guy was a yard offside. As was Fashion Sakala when the sides met at Ibrox in the first game of the season. I understand that. But right, so, how would the, so, the, so this is my point. How can you accurately calculate what the leadership of the league would look like because you've been so selective there? Well, you're saying I've been selective, but all I'm pointing out is the criticism of Rangers in the last few weeks, particularly, I think it's overly harsh given the fact that had the referee been up to standard, and as the ref, the manager's saying as well, if Farr had come in, look at the European game. Here's a prime example. We were in Dortmund and we got two decisions by Barr mm-hmm. that actually changed the outcome of the game correctly in Rangers' favour. And then at Ibrox, we got a decision against us with Barr that was down to the fact that they didn't show the referee all the angles that he needed to see. So are we ignoring the Fashion Sakala one against Motherwell the first time? Will we just continue to gloss over that? And I'll tell you another one that I'm not ignoring. In the Aberdeen game I mentioned with Kent, McGregor also fouled the, the attacker mm. and should have walked. But that's my point then. So how do you know what the leadership of the league... That was your first point. How do you know? Because you've now been fair enough to you. You've been big enough to hold up your hands and mention decisions that have benefited Rangers. So how can you possibly accurately guess what the leadership of the league would look like if refs were doing their job in your words? I think it's the criticism of Rangers that I'm taking more offence at. But the other thing is, is, I say, where is the SFE's plan to improve their referees? If they're not going to introduce bar, there has to be visible to the paying customer some sort of 
uh, improvement plan Andy what's your thoughts I mean VAR will come eventually I assume it just yeah. won't be as quick as everyone wants uh, Referees are a touchy subject for me VAR is definitely a touchy subject for me You know Graham mentioned a couple of uh, a scenarios where it certainly benefited uh, benefited us, but look at look at the Premier League again at the weekend. Rodri handball, clear yeah. handball against Everton, not giving us a handball mm. when referees have a second look. And we keep saying that VR is going to fix all our and, problems, and, and it doesn't. And for me, the biggest thing is I don't want to take emotion away from players or emotion away from fans when a goal scored. I feel as if VR does that. What you do want is a better standard of refereeing. How they do that, that's not up to me. Graham, that's up to Graham says there's no accountability. Kevin Clancy uh, was stood down after the Rangers game at Pataudry. Was he actually though? Or because I, I am wary of these headlines because I, I don't think he was. The scheduling for referees is done weeks in advance. Do we know that Kevin Clancy actually was just scheduled to have that weekend off? Well, that, that seems like a more reasonable answer. Well, my understanding is different, but also Kevin Clancy hasn't uh, been given a Rangers game since then. It was happened a couple of weeks ago to after, be fair After Rangers sent a, a, a letter with eight complaints about them So But The bottom line here Whether it's Rangers, Celtic or anybody else I think it's the, always the last act of the desperate man When things don't go well We always come back to Referees and VAR Now Andy brings up the point of the, the Penalty not given to Everton uh, When they're playing Manchester City on Saturday evening you know, the, the, the VAR looks at it mm. and they still don't get the penalty. It, yeah. It's astonishing. We are of the opinion that VAR will cure all ills. Not in this country, it won't. Uh, just, I'm looking at the, the timeline here. I'm, I know the article that you are uh, referring to. That That isn't what happened with Kevin Clancy that, that weekend. So that's, that's just a, a fact. Well, he wasn't scheduled to, to, to have a game that weekend. I, I will stand corrected, but. As I say There is mischief making out re- there. Referees uh, It's the last act Of the desperate men Thank you Graham. Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Andy Halliday Or Hugh Keevans On Beat the Pundit Tonight 01419511025 And the lines close at 7 So be quick Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Andy Halliday are here It's 01419511025 Or it's Twitter at Clyde SSB You've got a very strange wish for tonight And it's to yep. watch Hugh Evans play yeah. Be the Pundit You want to explain? explain I've just, I've never seen him play it And I want to see his routine Because I've seen Roger Hanna He's got a funny routine the way Eyes he, like, closed uh, Eyes yeah. closed and stares Marvin Bartley shakes <laughs> So I want to see what he uses I've just got a glaky expression <laughs> Let's find out shall we? Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football It's Beat the Pundit time Keep your calls coming in Lots of reaction to yesterday's games Particularly at the top of the table We might even get round to Halliday's new contract this hour We'll see if we're pushed for time or not 01419511025 William is a Rangers fan from Easterhouse And he's on the line How's it going William? Yeah, good going. No pressure, William, but it was a clean sweep for the pundits last week. Do you fancy getting us off to a winning start this week? Aye, everybody that went down last week was murder. Good, I like that. Just slaughter your fellow members of the public and see how we go. <laughs> I like your style. Heads, it will be Hugh Keevans. 
And we'll give Andy Halliday his wish to watch Hugh Keevans in action. Things you never thought you would say. Uh, and tales it will be Andy Halliday, who is top of the table, by the way, by the looks of it. No, I'm no surprised. Uh, Roger Hanna, very close, though. Very, very close, I must say. So let's see how we go. Oh, it's you, I'm afraid. You're going to have to imagine Hugh Keevans in action uh, in your own spare time if that's the sort of thing that floats your boat. Let's give Andy some clay too so that he can't hear us. William. 30 seconds, just answer as many as you can and pass yeah. if you don't know, okay? Yeah. Nice one. 30 seconds on the clock then, your time starts now. Name either Scotsman that started for Celtic in the 2003 UEFA Cup final. Scott Brown. What squad number has Alfredo Morelos had since 2017? 20. Name any player who scored a brace in the Scottish Premiership at the weekend. <laughs> pass. Which Scottish top flight side have the newest stadium? Hamilton. Name any side that Barry Mackay played with Between leaving Rangers and joining Hearts Fleetwood Town Name either Spaniard who featured for Rangers In the 08 UEFA Cup final Charles Quetler And who's the only current Leeds player Who has a Scotland cap Centre back Cooper I'll give you I'm feeling generous I don't know if producer Callum will rob you of it Let's bring Andy back Andy can you hear us? Yep 30 seconds on the clock Are you ready? Yep Let's go Name either Scotsman that started for Celtic in the 2003 UEFA Cup final. Scott Brown. What squad oh. number has what squad number has Alfredo Morelos had since 2017? 20. Name any player who scored a brace in the Scottish Premiership at the weekend. Charles Cook. Which Scottish top flight side has the newest stadium? Livingston. Name any side Barry Mackay played with between leaving Rangers and joining Hearts. Name either Spaniard who featured for Rangers in the 08 UEFA Cup final. Match and Who's the only current Leeds United player who has a Scotland cap? William Cooper. That's the worst answer I've ever done. Ever. That is horrific. William, so bad that you said it as well. <laughs> ever. That's the worst of all time. Man. William said the same thing. What is wrong with you Incredible. two? Anyway, how do you think it went, William? I think it just spit me by one. We'll find out. Either Scotsman who started for Celtic in the 03 UEFA Cup. You both went Scott Brown. Jackie about the matter. No. <laughs> Rad Douglas or Paul Lambert I would, Jackie fair, McNamara started I, as well I would have said Jackie he? McNamara He was on the bench about it. Came off the bench So uh, Douglas or Lambert So none of you got it You hate squad numbers as well Yeah I do But you but, knew Morelos yeah. Number 20 Well done You both got that uh, Regan Charles Cook Or Bruce Anderson Got the braces at the weekend So Andy goes one in front The newest stadium In the top flight mm. St Mirren Is it really? Yeah. Think about it, it was yeah, 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 yeah. Reno- Renovation then no, they moved from Love Street It's an entirely different stadium Never knew that Seriously? No, I never knew what? that eh? You're not from Renfrew It's like just <laughs> along the road I, 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 You don't I, go to Paisley I don't say that I go to St Mirren's games very Oh, often. that's a well-known thing Come on, behave yourself You're supposed to be beat the pundit champion Anyway, 2-1 up uh, Barry Mackay You both went for Fleetwood Correct, you had the choice of Swansea And Nottingham Forest as well um, So Andy stays one in front You both got the Spaniard Cuellar or Novo and you both got Liam Cooper um, Even if I was feeling generous William sort of stuttered his way to Liam Cooper I'll give him it um, But unfortunately for you William He's done you by one Hard lines Well done Andy Well played William There we go Another victory Yeah Can't uh, argue with that Do you know what though, I don't feel because good about of that it I don't feel good about it at all That, that is, is so bad I think it, uh, Andy is labouring Under the misapprehension There's a prize at the end of this No he just likes it He likes just the professional pride uh, nature I do, yeah, I do yeah, love it, it. Yeah he does He's he... And I was champion last year And I wanted to defend my title I think Alex Ray was 
champion no, last year. Absolutely I not. I think he was. No, believe he was it or not. not. And, and, and don't I don't know how looking at this season. But I never I lost a game. So I, I never no, you lost. did. You won one last. You no, lost I lost one. one this year and last year. No, it's impossible. No, you did. One. Listen, Black Arthur. Black Arthur's lying. If you finish champion, you get a job at Reading. Keep quiet. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Let's hear from you on the phones to set the scene a bit more. Why don't we hear? Uh, even more from Giovanni van Bronckhurst uh, after yesterday's game he was speaking following on from Graham the previous caller uh, he thinks VAR would have ruled out Motherwell's equaliser um, but he admits that the recent domestic form is a cause for concern of course that's a worry I mean uh, especially the draws we, we made I think we we draw against Aberdeen we draw against Ross County Dundee United and today at home that's eight points which which should have been should have been uh, three points and that's uh, you know you cannot lose too many points now in the run in so we have to be uh, make sure on on Wednesday we we turn it around and, uh, and 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 make sure we win. I think if there was VAR, we won this. We won this game. And the build-up with the two-two, uh, I think their their player is uh, is maybe one yard offside in the build-up, but they couldn't see that. And all the split decisions, if even when the, especially the goals from Morelos, there was like even even tighter situation, and they they got it really. They have a good eye on those moments, but you know when a player is one yard offside, they they couldn't see it, but. That's why you need VAR to help them, and then the second goal wouldn't uh, wouldn't count. Uh, on Motherwell's equaliser, I think is this the Liam Sh- Shaw? Yeah. And he's got kind of Glenn Kamara for company. Yeah. Um, he, he certainly is in an offside position. Yeah, offside, I wouldn't try yeah. and defend that. Um, it's quite early on in the move. I can't really remember how far back VAR looks. I assume Giovanni van Bronckhurst takes all this into account and 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 is sure that it would have been ruled out. Quite a bit happens yeah. after that. That's what I think frustrates yeah. the. Yeah, I've got fans. to be honest, Gordon. That's your expertise. You usually fill me in with mm. the the rule book, but I yeah don't know how far the uh, VAR go back. Well, it's in, it it's, it's in the build up. Yeah, certainly, certainly was offside. The ball then kind of comes back up the line, bounces yeah. about a bit. O'Donnell, yeah, um, measured pass in. I'm not sure, <laughs> and uh, and Woolery does the rest. Yeah, certainly offside. So Rangers have you know every right to feel aggrieved about that, but you know still plenty of defending to do when the ball goes back. And you know I think Connor goes and James Tavernier, like I said, will be disappointed as well. As I understand, talks about. Bringing in VAR are ongoing. Well, they spoke today. Clubs met yeah. today, and it was more of a an information session, if you like, about how it would how it would look, how it would be implemented. It's it's not imminent, so no. we, if if we yeah, want, that's why, that's why I think you you, your choice to you and, and to the listeners. We can say this every Monday night and every Wednesday and Thursday for the next eighteen months, if we want. We can keep saying it, but I, I don't I don't think it's imminent. And that's why to bring up VAR. Is an irrelevance Because it's not here And it's only a week ago since, point, yeah. G- since Giovanni Van Bronckhurst After the game at Tannadice Said look we don't have VAR in this country Therefore there's no point In continuing with these discussions About VAR would have done this And VAR would have done that uh, He seems to have changed his mind However Whether it's Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Ange Postacoglu Graham Alexander Or the man in the moon We don't have it And, and therefore you can't keep on Bringing it up in conversation And if we have to we should always be honest The Alfredo Morelos goals May well have been offside Andy They may well have been onside We as a collective Everyone together Robbed of any angle That really yeah. tells you Unless you're looking yeah. across the line The, fir- the first one to me Looks like a couple of yards offside The, uh, yeah. the second one uh, Looks very very tight But yeah, like you said There was no really Sort of conclusive angle That can, can sort of confirm that So I suppose only the linesman Knows if he, if he, got, if he got it right or wrong well, he thinks he got it right. Yeah, but I'm, so I'm not sure. We never seen the, <laughs> like I said, we never seen a, a conclusive angle, but it, it certainly looked tight. 
Mm, let's bring in Paul, who's a Rangers fan. What about yesterday, Paul? How would you sum it all up? Um, after Thursday, Gordon, it was fantastic. Obviously looking forward to the game yesterday hugely. Uh, after Celtic dropping points, even more so. And then I was just frustrated how we seem to be trying to walk the ball into the net. We did nothing from 15 corners yesterday, which again was, was hugely frustrating. Uh, and I really just wanted to ask Andy, we don't seem to have a player who can take a shot from outside the box and get anywhere with it without it going over the bar. Um, Sakala's done well. I think he's growing confidence, but every time he shoots, it flies over the bar. And more or less the same with Ryan Kent. Do these guys have, you know, it's a specific training routines for shooting outside the box? Really just what I'd like to ask. Uh, I'm not too sure, to be honest. I, I think I, I can recall Ryan Kent's going that a couple from outside the box. I remember a couple of last season. Um, Glenn Kamara, certainly not one that even attempts to shoot from outside the box. Uh, did, did, was it not John Lundstrom that had a shot from outside the box? It was a really good save, a great save from, from Liam Kelly. But listen. If you don't shoot, you don't score. You know, you never know what can happen from anywhere on the pitch. Could deflect into the top corner, could rifle it at the underside of the bar. So I don't actually think that, you know, shots on goal were Rangers worried yesterday. I think they had plenty. Uh, I'd, be more worried, I'd be more worried about what's happening at the other end of the field. Um, what, what can you do then? Because, you know, Motherwell certainly second half got their, their bodies in right areas. The, the 30 shots thing, I mean, it sounds it sounds dramatic, you know, yeah. in, in one way it is, but. You know there were there were a lot of blocks in there. Yeah, there was a lot of blocks. There was a, a, a you know a lot of good chances sure. in there as well. Even, even after Motherwell level, is it Goldson has it? Goldson one has a great chance. Kelly. To be honest, if if you want to fault anyone in the pitch, it probably wasn't Goldson at that period in time. I think Kamal Roof had one at the back post as well. So they still created some openings, but you know the majority of their chances certainly were in the first half. And you know if they if they put the majority of them away, it would have killed the game off. But they never. And like I said, you know you've got to give Graham Alexander and his Motherwell side credit for the the three mm. changes and the tactical tweak because. Uh, I, I suppose it did certainly cause Rangers more problems uh, them, it made them more of a threat going forward but Rangers certainly had more than enough chances to win the game look that stuff tends to get lost here Hugh it's just the, the environment we exist in if Celtic or Rangers drop points the focus goes on what they did wrong rather than what the other team yeah. did right it's always been that way it will be unfortunately um, so let's give Motherwell a bit of credit without doubt uh, as I say they went into the match having Drawn twice and lost twice in the four games leading up to Ibrox. Uh, they have uh, withstood uh, an opening spell in which Rangers were threatening to blow them off the park altogether. They were two down after 25 minutes. So, yes, Motherwell deserved tremendous credit. Over the last 24 hours since the game at Ibrox ended, I've been conscious of the fact that I think the, the Rangers fans have been, uh, it's like a blow to the solar plexus. They had it in their hands The game was in their hands The reduction of the deficit was in their hands And it, it slipped through their fingers Is it the hope that kills you then? Because Andy has tweeted in saying To play devil's advocate What would you um, If the Flip the kickoff times yesterday And the 2-2 draw comes before the 0-0 draw Would your phone-in be different tonight? Um, that If Motherwell had played at 12 o'clock Against Rangers uh, And drawn no. to all and uh-huh. then Celtic failed to take advantage of that later on. Yeah, the the emphasis would have gone on to Celtic then. Yeah. Or, or is but is there a part of it that on paper a home game against Motherwell should be an easier so called uh, fixture than than a trip to Easter Road? Does that come into it? All sorts of mind games going on. You know, I've had people say to me, uh, you know, if uh, Celtic had won and gone six points clear, you know, that, that 
they'd, they'd now be five points clear. It doesn't work like that. You know, if Celtic had won, I think Rangers would have gone in front against Motherwell and made it stick. But Rangers went into the game. We can only deal with what actually happened. Celtic had a goalless draw. Rangers went into the game thinking, great, got an early lead and didn't make it stick. Shots over the bar aside, Paul, how do you feel about that, that bigger picture that the guys have been talking about, the three wins in eight? But, you know, obviously some good performances in there as well. So how do you feel about the, the run at the moment? Um, and we, as, as Hugh said, we're letting it through, slip through our fingers every week. And a blow to the solar plexus is absolutely well summed up because that's how it felt on Sunday. Um, just not good. You know, to play like that against Dortmund, I think the expectations were absolutely massive. Um, and we just need to get back to... You know, players that can actually take a shot because I feel we're trying to walk it in every week and it's not working. Uh, and I know there's block shots and stuff, but it's technique. Surely there's a bit of training in it as well. I don't know. We all remember the George Alberts days and very, very fondly. You know, need a bit of that. Something we've not really got to in in blunt terms yet, Paul. After this weekend, who's going to win the league? Um, I'm ever hopeful. I mean, I really do think we can do it. Um, Celtic slipped a wee bit up at the weekend after such a good run they've been on um, it could be helicopter Sunday who knows but I've got to stay faithful with the team there's been lots of criticism and I think rightly so in certain places but we've also brought some great players in um, uh, the, the left back is fantastic he, what a player you know. so we just have to keep going and, and just get over the line here and I think we can Thank you Paul 01419511025 we'll get a full time teaser and more calls next Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Andy Halliday are here It's 0141 951 1025 Or you can tweet us your kindest regards As many of you are It's always lovely to hear from adoring fans of you Hugh Keevans yeah, yeah. Uh, You can tweet us there at Clyde SSB We've got a full time teaser for the guys uh, and if you want to get involved in that Send a question in I'd be delighted to use it On your behalf Full time At Clyde1.com Can you name the last Eight Portuguese players Who've played for a current Scottish Premiership side They must have made at least Ten appearances So can you name the last Eight Portuguese players Who've played for a current Scottish Premiership side They must have made at least Ten appearances Are we including Jota? We are including Jota Well done Candeus Daniel Candeus Yes Bruno Alves right, You're scushing this so far So we'll leave it there That's three of eight And hopefully we'll get the remaining five Between now and the end of the show And it is full time at Clyde1.com If you want to hear your question used Let's bring in Chris and Govan And get his thoughts tonight Hi Chris uh, Hi, hi uh, Gordon No as I say My main point is To Andy As a whole But um, As I say Yesterday with Celtic Was very poor I don't know what Andy, uh, What Ange Postacoglu said but Performance was good I don't know what game He was watching Celtic were very very poor but my main point to Andy is because he's a, a, an ex-professional player is <laughs> yes, he's got, you've got him, this guy signed a new two year deal today Chris there's no ex about it ah well you know ok I'll rephrase that he's, a, he's, a, he's an ex-old firm player I'll, I'll rephrase that then does um, does Andy believe that both Celtic and Rangers are struggling to handle the pressure of this title race because if you think about it Celtic had the perfect chance well when Rangers dropped points at Ross County Celtic then struggled to beat Dundee United 
Rangers then struggled against um, Dundee United. Celtic struggled to beat Dundee. Yes, the Celtic struggled, and then Rangers, I don't want to say bottled it, but threw away a two-goal lead. Andy, what do you think? Is well, it pressure-related? I, I think pressure can play uh, its part, and you can look at every game individually, but honestly, I don't feel as if either team are, 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 are struggling to cope with the pressure, because like I said, you can look at games individually, and you look at Rangers, for example, with the Aberdeen game, was was extremely poor. Well, it, it probably very fortunate to come away with a draw. But then for the majority of the spells of the Ross County game, the Dundee United game, and the Motherwell game yesterday, uh, more ch- more, more chances to win two games, never mind one. And I think Celtic, I, I spoke about that sort of run area, uh, earlier. You look at Aberdeen, Aberdeen at Pataudry, for the majority of the game, Celtic was extremely comfortable. Go 2 0 up, Aberdeen peg it back, and then Celtic kick on uh, in the end to get the win. And then the Dundee United game, the Dundee game, was it uh, last week? And, and the Hibs game. I see the Hibs game as a different story because for the majority of the game, if not all of the game, Celtic weren't the same. I thought I thought the intensity dropped. Um, I don't think they were anywhere near as fluent as they were uh, as as they are going forward. But looking at the Dundee United game, it was it was backs against the wall job for the uh, for for Dundee United for the majority. Of it. But all credit to them, they, they they got the win in the end, and, and and that for me is always the sign of a good team. I've said it numerous numerous times. You're never going to play every game. At, uh, towards your, your maximum capacity but if you can manage to grind it out and win the games you'll look back at it at the end of the season and say that we got you over the line I've just thought of a great phrase oh go on it's not about terror it's about error they're not afraid of the circumstances they're not afraid of mounting pressure they're just not playing well when Celtic but what contributes to that though I think that's Chris's point It's got to play a part I'm not saying that's Cast iron the only contributing factor But Celtic Elite at, sport without pressure Celtic are at home To Dundee After Rangers dropped the points At Tannadice mm. It's the reverse order Of yesterday's Scenario Celtic Just defended Badly And let yeah. Dundee The bottom club in the division Score twice And then uh, They get out of jail One of these Weekends or midweeks, Celtic were not going to get out of jail. There wasn't going to be an Anthony Ralston at Ross County, an Abada against Dundee United at Celtic Park, a Giacomacus against Dundee at Celtic Park. As I say, I don't think it's terror. I think it's error on the part of both. Your environment changes though, and again, this is I I, I don't know. I'm not inside the heads of the players, but if Rangers go two 0 up against Motherwell. And Motherwell pull one goal back uh-huh. And it's the 1st of August And it's the first day of the season Do you think Ibrox is anywhere near as tetchy as it was yesterday? No, So obviously you know, so uh, that, That's what pressure is, isn't it? But I still don't think it's pressure I think it's the, the kind of uh, error Strewing performances that have caused Rangers to drop 11 of the last 24 points I think uh, Celtic um, big players who were having a real purple patch, uh, you know Matt O'Reilly, Rio Hatati. Uh, the fans were absolutely loving them, and they've just hit a lull. There's no criminality involved here. Players make errors and go off the boil. It's what happens. I do not mm. believe that they're all walking around terrified at the thought of the other one winning the league. Is that what Chris is saying, though? Or is he just wondering if it's a, a contributing factor? Because surely pressure can make you make errors. I'd imagine that the the, the guys at Celtic that I've mentioned, O'Reilly, Hatati, uh, they're unused to all of this. You know, the, 
O'Reilly said after the game against Rangers at Celtic Park He had never known anything like it in his life And he'd been about a bit And had watched games in Barcelona And so on and so forth uh, So I, I do understand that they've walked into an environment The like of which they have never known But Does that necessarily explain The, the, the poor performance yesterday At East Road? I'm not sure it does We'll never know That's the, that's the, that's the bottom line Andy but Never know these things are never going to be able to be explained away by just one factor. It's, it's mm-hmm. bound to be a combination. And if pressure plays even a small part in that, well, perhaps a sport, isn't it? Not? And every game for the old firm's pressure. I mean, it really is. I know you referenced the first August. It's, it's a different kind of pressure, but it's still pressure. And, you know, you look at, for example, the old firm game, both teams are going into that being a massive amount of pressure. Celtic were really good, Celtic, uh, Rangers weren't. Uh, and that's the reason they won the game. And I, I said about it earlier when you're looking at pressure, you look, players aren't playing well. Are they coping with the pressure? Rangers key players are playing well. Alfredo Morelos is playing well. Ryan Kent's had some good form recently. Joe Aribo's still playing well. James Tavernier Taffany, uh, has been excellent even though the, the defensive area yesterday. So uh, it's a culmina- uh, combination of factors but I, I don't see pressures uh, as the one. So you stick with me and I'll give you the phraseology. It's not terror. It's error. <laughs> Thank you Chris. So 141951 uh, Let's hear a bit from... No, in fact, you know what? We're gonna ha- we're gonna have to. I think this is the right junction in the show because you've just been referred to as an ex-professional. <laughs> right, I can't I can't let that go. I need to bring that up again. Where in fact you have today signed your new two-year deal at Hearts. It's half past seven. I feel comfortable enough giving you the airtime. Talk to us about it. Uh, first and foremost, just delighted. Um, one thing I would say about uh, the managers, both of us are. I've had some great conversations throughout the season, and and every time it's just been extremely honest. Uh, pulled me in in the middle of January, saying he wants me to extend my stay at the football club. I reacted by saying delighted, let's get it done. Uh, negotiations, like I said, didn't last long. Um, maybe a week to ten days after that, uh, but we had eight games in twenty four days coming up. So I think it was more important to focus on the football and the on field stuff at that point. And, and and now the time's come. It was just delighted to put pen to paper and extend my uh, stay at a club where I feel as if we've got we've got big ambition. I think that matches me as a uh, as a player. Um, you know, I'm thirty, so I'm I'm not naive enough to think I've got ten years left at the top level. Far from it, but I'm still at a football club that's got ambition to to improve and and try and do what we can in competitions. And we've had a lot of praise this year. Obviously, we're sitting sitting well in third in the league, but I really do feel as if we can still improve. Here's what your manager had to say about you. Let's see if we can make him blush. No. Yeah, but I'm really pleased to get Andy uh, extend his contract. He's, you know, he's more of a utility player for us, but a very, very good one. You know, it's difficult to get guys of that calibre that can cover in so many positions. You know, I had a good chat with Andy about, you know, how we see him going forward. And I think you can see from the game on even Saturday, where he came on at right back for us, you know, but he can cover left back, centre mid, you know, left centre half, left midfield. So, Please, because he brings a depth of experience as well when having played at the top level. We've brought the, the average age of the squad right down. You know, and the players we've brought in recently have been, you know, 2021-22. So it's important to have experienced players at the club as well on the training ground that, that can lead by example, whether it be, you know, just training, but how they look after themselves, how they deal with the, the pressures that come with football as well at this club. So, you know, we need guys that, that can do that for us. Is utility faint praise or is it a compliment? Well, utility is an understatement because I have literally played <laughs> every position the on the pitch for Hearts this, uh, this season except from striker. It's the only position I've not played. So, uh, if I'm being honest, if I, if, if I was at the start of my career, I would want to just play one position. But you do realise it is, of, of course, a benefit to a squad. But it's, sometimes it can be difficult as a player. Um, 
I, I'll never forget what, obviously at Rangers the last two years I played left back and in the first game for Hearts where I played centre mid it was almost as if it was a bit unknown to you again it's different positions it's different completely different type of running um, so it's not maybe ideal for a player but of course it's certainly a benefit to the club and I've always says you know anywhere I play I'll, I'll give 100% for the football club I worked in Edinburgh for many years and I loved going about Tynecastle and Easter Road um, people always say didn't realise how big the club was till I got there Hearts bigger than you thought they were no no, I always knew they were a big football club. I think we've got. Uh, listen, I think we've got a lot of uh, a, a big football club in the nation. Of course, the Glasgow clubs, the, the Edinburgh clubs, Aberdeen. Uh, so I always knew it was a, uh, a big football club before going there. Uh, the expectations were not. I wouldn't say a surprise, but I think every single Hearts fan expected us to get third this year, which I thought, considering where the club's been, not even the year before, but the last sort of ten years, they've not really been in that area, but. The most important thing was in the four walls we believe we could finish third and of course there's a long way to go from now to the end of the season but we're happy where we're at and, and like I just said a couple of minutes ago I still feel mm. we've got a lot to improve on. Uh, let's bring in Stephen who's a Motherwell fan and a happy one after yesterday or the second half certainly Stephen. Yeah definitely happy. Um, I heard Christian before the game I was working with Kilmarnock so I didn't get a chance to go uh, that he thought it was going to be 4-0. Uh, I actually disagreed with him I thought it might have been 5 or 6 when I seen the scoreline at half time. Um, but no, uh, delighted with the response of the fight back. I think Kim Willie has been massive for us. Um, he made the difference against Aberdeen, and he did that again again yesterday. And by the way, I was at um, Andy's game from a YouTube channel on Saturday. I thought he did really well when he came on, and I thought the boy Sims up front really made the difference for them on Saturday. Yeah, it's just a, like three minutes of praise, Stephen. Let's not overdo it. Eh? Let's yeah. let's get let's start. Let's start. I appreciate that, Stephen. Uh, let's get back to Ibrooks yesterday. Kim Willie. He appears to save his best games For trips to Ibrox yeah. Andy Which is a strange way to go about things But he, he showed what he was capable of yesterday Yeah and I, I, listen I think when, when you go to the old firm And you, and you know you're probably going to get very limited possession You're going to be defending for the, uh, for the most part I think that probably suits Kim Willery Because his pace is I mean he's got to be up there One of the quickest players in the league And any opportunity he gets And it might only be one or two times in a game to, to, to stretch his leg and, and get one on one against the defender he, he's nine times out of ten he's going to burn you for pace and, and that's what he obviously done for the first goal and then the second goal you know as much as we're, we're saying that Rangers certainly could have defended it better you've got to give credit to him as well he's sort of hustled and bustled got his, got his selfie he shifted it on his left foot and it's a good finish so he's certainly been a thorn in, in, in Rangers side this year John Lundstrom got a lot of criticism from Rangers fans on this phone in yesterday what, what part does he play in it in terms of things he could do better or are there occasions when someone's much faster than you and you just you hold your hands yeah, up I, I think as a defender if you know someone's a lot quicker than you and they're facing you up 1v1 and chances are they're, they're going to try and knock it past you I think the one thing you've got to do is put across. your body in cross yeah. and maybe that's the sign of John Lundstrom not being a defender because let's face it if that's Conor Goldstein or Liam Balgan nine times out of ten you know they're going to step across and take the foul they might even get booked for it but once thing, uh, once first things first, you don't let someone beat you and flash a, a ball across goal. Uh, Stephen, does it say, or what does it say about the the character? Because I don't think you were alone, Hugh. I think everybody thought it, it could have been absolutely anything at half time. Do you need a bit of belief to to come back and do that in the second half? Definitely, I think particularly against a team that have that have um, got the better of Borussia Dortmund over two legs uh, to go two 0 down to the champions. 
on their own patch to come back. It should give the team nothing but confidence. But with how tight the league is, five points between fourth and tenth, it means nothing if we don't beat Ross County on Wednesday night. That's how tight the league is. And I think we need to start giving our own game more credit. We've got Rangers playing in Europe. Celtic playing some of the best football in stages that I've seen them play this season. And it's really tight between the rest of the clubs. And then you've got the bottom two really tight as well. So we need to start talking up our game more. We've got the national side and a playoff. Uh, let's get ready to defeat his mentality. Well said, I don't mind that. There's always room for that. And he's right about that portion of the table, Hugh. From 4th to 10th, 5 points in it. That is Ridiculous when you think at this stage in the season Now Motherwell Have to take heart from what happened at Ibrox yesterday They've got two home games in the space of four days They've got Ross County on Wednesday And then on Saturday Dundee Who are toiling and toiling badly Motherwell haven't won a game In the league in 2022 As yet uh, So they've got two home games in which to break that duck uh, so they, they must be feeling good about themselves And uh, I'm sure that uh, Stephen will enjoy those two home matches Unbelievable He looks like you lot are just above that Looking down on the rest Andy But good luck to anyone predicting Who makes up that top six Yeah definitely Yeah I mean even last week People were, were sort of questioning Is is that, that bridge going to get a lot closer Between uh, between us and, and the rest of the pack Because no, someone had a game in hand and if they beat us at the weekend they were only six points behind us with a game in hand to make it to three so it's certainly very very exciting not only is it exciting at the top and the bottom but that race for top six is going to heat up as well so plenty more twists and turns in the Scottish game that's for sure yeah looking forward to it thank you Stephen and Canvas Lang 01419511025 let's check in on this teaser we're looking for the last eight Portuguese players who've played for a current Scottish Premiership team they must have made at least ten appearances Jota, Candeas, Alves Gets harder from here. Oh, no, I, I, I think I've got the eight. Give me oh. one. Give me one more guess. Uh, Fabio Cardoso. Yep. Hugh, you any? Uh, is Cadetti too far back? Yes. Andy. Try me to go again. Yep. I'll, I'll shove the hearts one in there. Joel Pereira. Joel Pereira. Well done. I don't think he was particularly successful. Is that fair to uh, say? One, two, what three, I have no. <laughs> five down. Three to get. We'll get the next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Andy Halliday are here It's 0141-951-1025 We are on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB I've actually had a, a message and you've disappointed someone out there Andy right The guys at Innovation Flooring just a, along the road have been in touch I was in there earlier on and someone overheard the conversation, right, about Andy Halliday being on the show. Yep. And there was a, cu- a fellow customer, and he sort of shouted over and said he wanted to hear you lose on Beat the Pundits. You're too clever, he said. No, I, I've heard I don't know you, if I've heard you call many things in the past. It's not the, it's not the first word that springs to mind. But Eddie and Davey, absolutely desperate to hear how it went tonight, and you've you've disappointed them. I think, yeah. they, I think everybody wanted to hear uh, a defeat, but... Up, uh, up listen, I appreciate the word clever. Probably wouldn't be one that I'd associate with myself, but I do have a good Any other football words? knowledge, shall I say? Not for a family show. Any other words? Nah, uh, better not, better not. Turn that mic off. Don't want to get you in, <laughs> in any any bother. Uh, how are you getting on with this teaser? To be, fa- to be fair, you've been pretty clever on this because mm-hmm. I thought you were going to make heavy no. weather uh, of this. I'm going to start calling him Cristiano. Because he's the, the cleverest Portuguese Andy Halliday He's got them Portuguese all Portuguese connoisseur Got them all Right okay so the question was The last eight Portuguese players Who've played in the 
Scottish pre- No sorry The last 8 players Who've played for a current Scottish Premiership side And they has to have made At least 10 appearances Jota Candeas, uh, Alves, Cardozo Joel Pereira mm-hmm. That's when I know you, you know you're Portuguese When you start yeah. giving me names Like that one Yeah Pedro Mendes what, is it, what does this guy know Everything about Portuguese players Who've played in Scotland Have you got any Hugh Because I must admit The ones that are left are tough Andy says he's got them all Give me one more just now No wait Because I want to leave The last one right to the end But the one that I can't say <laughs> oh, yet Is because I don't know his name But I'm going to describe him you For the viewers out there You the normally find there, Listeners yeah you don't really find Ham. the last ones at the end I think you'll it, find it It was at West Ham He scored the winner In the championship playoff final And he was on loan at Hibs But I forgot his name But I will get it You're absolutely right You've given yeah, me everything get, Apart get from the, the crucial detail yeah, I know. Which is his name I will get it It's just no company to me now. Well, So give I'll, us... I'll give you the last two at the end Well I, And it'll give you 15 minutes to think of some Portuguese Well surely you give there. us your other one just now And then you try and okay, figure right. out his name Dalsio. by the end No No not according to this list But you've worried me Dalsho You've worried me um... Came on at Hamilton I remember that game Because I was there working um, Oh not enough games Has to be 10 Remember Oh You're not aye. telling me He played no, 10 aye. No I probably never aye, You're right Oh, oh no Phil does I two to get. play 10 yeah. uh, Right uh, Where else This has been such a busy show On a Monday After a Sunday Like yesterday We could go until midnight I suspect um, But Hugh's got his bed To get to So let's hear from Mark McGee Does that seem like oh, a good yeah. place to start? Yeah, I mean, very much 4-0 home defeat Fans leaving after half an hour Mobile phones in the face As always oh. And uh, a real miserable afternoon for Dundee Here's what he had to say following it We were brought here Because there was some name fixed You know um, That's not changed in a week um, You know, prior to us getting here They've got the, the worst goal difference in the league um, Of course it was a shock to be 3-0 down in 20 minutes And you know, poor goals to, to, to lose, poor, def- poor defensive goals individually. We've got to work together to try and find a solution, to try and find the best 11 of the group we've got in a way that allows them to play as well as they can. You know, I have total respect for the fan and their fans and their views, but I can't allow that to, you know, distract me. You know, the, fa- the players have got to deal with it. You know, the players, you know, when you're 3-0 doing after 20 minutes at home, you deserve stick. You know, and if they're no men and they no can't handle that, then they shouldn't be here. You know, it's part of what we do. Um, when you play badly, you get stick for your supporters. You know, so they thoroughly deserved everything they got today from the supporters. And as I say, all we can do is go back to the drawing board, as it were, and try and find a solution within the group. It's a horror story. Um, you know, they, they did well at Celtic Park, and they gave Celtic a real fright before Giacomacchus got the the goal four minutes from time. But that's a horror story. Uh, you know there are bad starts at home, and then there are catastrophes. And Saturday was a catastrophe for Mark McGee. He's got Hibs at Dens on Wednesday. The crowd will start hostile. I don't know how many will turn up in the first place, but they'll start off in a hostile frame of mind. Dundee can't afford another going over of the type they received from Livingston. They just can't afford that. Uh, so I feel for him. You know, he's a human being at the end of the day. He came up with the best of intentions. Uh, he's lost seven goals in his first two games. He's got hips to come. Uh, the signs don't look good. Yeah, and I mean, some of the defending, you've got to say, was extremely, extremely poor. Um, Livingston aren't known for, I think Marvin Bartley will only like me saying this, but they're not known for being a, 
a free-flowing attacking football team that scored multiple goals and, and, and to score three in the first 21 minutes and, and all of them the same everyone the same it was sort of a 1v1 down the line beat your man so slide it across goals really. and a tap in it was, uh, it was major disappointing and no, uh, mm. you always feel as if when a, a new manager comes in the door, you're going to get that instant reaction off the players, and that's what you look for. They certainly didn't go. Uh, they certainly didn't get that the weekend. Motherwell. Two two games in though, Hugh. Right, two yeah. games. One's at Celtic Park, so uh-huh. you can kind of forget it, and they actually did okay within it. So one game is that enough to be reacting in this way, or are we seeing what happens when you appoint a manager, which the appointment leaves not very much goodwill in the tank to begin with? It's the environment around Mark that uh, concerns me. When he came in, uh, he wasn't wanted. Let's be honest, wasn't wanted by the Dundee support. Uh, now, two games in, seven goals lost. Uh, they're even more hostile towards him. He really needs to rally the team and the support against him. If it's another... Very bad night I, I, I shudder to think Where it all goes from here And he's got Rangers To play in the Scottish Cup Followed by Rangers In the league uh, And the not helped Yesterday Graham Alexander Orchestrated Motherwell's comeback From the stand Communicating with his assistant Down on the trackside And it worked perfectly But Mark McGee's up there In the stand at Dens Park And He's surrounded by people who are hostile to him And then you get a, a teenager getting involved With the mobile camera uh, So <laughs> Come on Is that what it's called now? At least give us mobile, don't, give, don't give us so much room on the, the, the terminology To the slag mo- you the, the mobile phone He comes and tries to take his picture or whatever he was doing A Polaroid uh, so, A Kodak Yeah it wasn't my day um, So I, I just feel for him it, it It's going in I feel for the Dundee fans though, as well I mean, Yeah 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 uh, I mean we had one uh, uh, Who texted us on Saturday Or emailed us Whatever To say He, he didn't feel There was any way back For Mark hmm. McGee After after one game at home Is that Is that it done As far as the bottom two Because St Johnson yeah. lost as well St Johnson are seven points Away from safety With What will be ten games to go Yeah It's done I think it's done Is it one yeah. Is it those two in whichever because, order you fancy Yeah uh, I My suspicion is Dundee will be relegated Automatically And St Johnston will go into the playoff uh, I think that Malky Mackay so, so as it stands at the moment basically Yeah, yeah Malky Mackay Everyone uses the phrase now Direction of travel Ross County's direction of travel Is upward And they've got the top goal scorer in the league In uh, Regan Charles Cook So they are doing well And your mother will We'll need to be careful Against them on Wednesday night I just feel It's done and dusted now St Johnston will be In the playoffs And Dundee will go down Yeah It's starting to look That way Andy It would take a A really good run From, from St Johnston Coinciding with a poor Ross County run And it would be tough To see both those Within 10 games Wouldn't it? Yeah I mean I, I could see St Johnston Going on one of their runs You know they've they done it Last year uh, And Caleb Davidson's Probably still got The majority of that squad Albeit they did lose A couple of key players At the start of the season 
uh, you know, Dundee just haven't found any sort of consistency since the start of the season and still feel a bit bitter the fact that they took three points off us at Tynecastle. Oh, but it's always about you, honestly. Like Hugh like says, the, the big thing for me is Ross County looks after they're only going up. Uh, we're going to have to leave it there. I can't believe we're almost out of time. It's been a quick show. We're looking for two more of the last eight. Portuguese players who've played for a team currently in the Scottish Premiership They must have made at least 10 appearances Wolfman's got Nards is on Twitter uh, Saying that I moved the goalposts I don't know which bit of that information I didn't give earlier Apologies if that's the case um, But you're doing okay You've got Jota, Candeas, Alves, Cardozo, Joel Pereira And Pedro Mendes James Grady has sent one in not, not, No it's not an answer um, and he's gone for a cracker Bruno Aguiar at Hearts But he's just out This is Oh so I, I was going to say Another Hearts player Gone Calves No No I mean So when I say the last Eight It's sorted by When they made their Their debuts Apparently So you two Is the other one Hibs? Yeah I think one of them Might have Phil- played with Philippe you Philippe Murray Yeah did yep. he play with you at Bradford? Yeah he did yeah, yeah there we go Murray And And the other one ah, Honestly I'm not getting it Because right, Describe him to me again Let's let's go West Ham striker Scored in the championship Playoff final On loan at Hibs He had a Mohican type you've haircut done, You've done so well I just <sighs> Initials then Well One initial Is there Z? Z RVT Oh Ricardo Vazte well done A new contract A beat the pundit victory And a stellar performance On the full time teaser You've got to take your hat off To this guy He's just a utility man <laughs> Exactly Thank you Hugh Keevans <laughs> And Andy Halliday We're back tomorrow at 6 uh, With Gordon DL And Roger Hanna And Callum Gallagher Is up next